Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. The Daily Stripe Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. We're nearing your birthday, dude. Week have, you real, have you a realized that? It's a, it's, is it officially a week away? Yeah. The 16th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a Tuesday this year. Tuesday's a, an interesting day for a birthday. Not, Not a bad one. Not great. Not great. It's okay. It happens. Everyone gets a Tuesday here and there. I would say, uh, give me your give me your birthday power rankings day by day. <laughs> okay, worst day is Monday. Yeah, that'd be seven. Now, can I devil's advocate Monday for a second here? Ugh, come on, dude. What can you? No, it's a good it's a good good momentum and a good start to the week. Where typically Monday can be very draining on people and put them in a cranky mood because they've got five more days of work to look forward to. But agreed, it's number seven. Yeah, it's number seven. Work never stops. It's number seven. Yep. I would. I would say I'd go Monday at the seven. I'd go Sunday at the six. I like I'd that go, pick. Thank you. I'd go Tuesday at the five. Okay. Wednesday at the four. Hot take. Thursday's jumping Friday for you? No. No. Oh, Friday's number one. Friday, I would say, is number one. Friday's number one. Saturday is Because you like you like the the love and attention you get from the work crowd on Friday into your friends, your boys, and countrymen. I like a Thursday Friday night, a little social little social and a little work. Friday's also malleable, what you could do. I'm not like this. You're not like this. We have friends who are like this, though. And that's okay. We have friends who do multiple birthday events for their birthday. He didn't do it this year, but one of our one of our members of the trio did it last year. He did, he did multiple, multiple events for his birthday. And you can do, if your birthday is on a Friday, you could do a dinner with the boys, with the closies on a Friday night into a day thing on like for us in LA, you could do a day thing on Saturday. You could, you could kind of swing both. So I, I would say Friday is one Saturday's two Thursday's three, but Thursday to Saturday is not that far off. If you could make a Thursday fun, like a nice Thursday dinner with a good crew for your birthday really sets the weekend off on an awesome town. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think people will be shocked. People will be, absolutely surprised to hear where Sunday fell in the rankings, but you just have the looming feeling of the week coming up and it's hard to shake that. And it's Sunday's a big reset day. So it's like, you want to do stuff on your birthday. You want to be active. You want to see people. You want to talk to people. Sunday's a good relaxed day. And yeah, I, I, you and I are not Sunday fun day guys. No, I've actually, I'm a Sunday HBO guy. Nice dinner. That's, I wish. that's what I, yeah maybe, maybe a casual uh workout where you don't have to go too hard but you get a nice a, a little sweat going 
um, some good sports. I'm a, I'm a big sit on the couch and watch football in the fall. Of course. But yeah, I'm not a big like, hey, it's three o'clock on a Sunday. Let's go to this bar and see what's shaking. No, because it, it's never good. It's always yeah. like fake good. I will say I'm more accustomed to this year. I've seen a lot of Sunday concerts. That's cool. It's fun. Like, cause it's actually really fun because sometimes at the concerts you can be pressured into getting, you know, obliterated. Whereas Sunday, you're not going to do that. So Sunday concert, a drink or two. Well, well you have some, some discipline, but not everybody does. So speak for yourself, I, know. I guess. I, yeah. Major speak. For, I can't, I just can't envision myself really ever getting hammered on a Sunday. It's just not my style. Um, what is my style though? On a, you know what made Monday really good though? Speaking of Monday, the are usually pretty weak. No, you're rocking the you're rocking the late hat. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm I'm taking a page from your book here. You're you're switching up the hats. Well, just wearing a hat that is fitting for the, the preceding the events. Yeah, the, the moment. moment. Yeah, you, the Lakers uh, had an unbelievable win. They three one in the series against the Warriors. Congratulations on home court. Uh, my my buddy Brian Stanky was at the game. Really? He said it was an electric environment. Yeah. Sure. I'm sure. I mean, Nick a... Nick told us yesterday what those ticket prices were, so he paid a pretty penny for it, and he he was up there. He was far away from the court, um, but I think you know for him, he's a Lakers fan, and is any he? Lakers he is, yeah, and any okay. Lakers fan that um, know that was at that game, I'm sure had an unbelievable time. Yeah. I let me ask you this though, because you've you have done a very good job on your toss point oh uh which is a good 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 instagram uh good sorry good twitter handle you've done a good job throughout the playoffs nightly giving rankings player rankings for games player rankings throughout the playoffs one thing we haven't touched on is the single best moment of the playoffs and i think in my opinion so far we saw that last night to me the best moment of the playoffs occurred last night with lonnie walker the mm-hmm. fourth a guy who People had high ceiling, hot, low floor for coming out of college. He could be really good. He could flop. He was fine in San Antonio. He comes to the Lakers. He has spurts. He comes in when there's injuries, you know, and he goes, okay, this is a guy that could go for 20, but it's also a guy that could go one of eight from the field. He kind of falls out of the rotation, comes back into the rotation in game three. And then in the fourth quarter, a game against – Look, it's not like the Warriors were out of it. They had they had a really nice final possess, final possession of when it was 104 to 101, and they had a good one when it was 102 to 101. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, so the Lakers had some the Warriors had some opportunities. It was a very tight game, and every yeah. one of Lonnie Walker's 15 points in the fourth fourth quarter really counted it, and it really mattered. And to me, for a guy like LeBron James, a guy like AD, a guy like Steph, a guy like Clay, like Dream, we look, we're looking at the court and we're seeing legends and we're seeing guys who have had so many moments like this in so many big games, champions. For a guy like Lonnie Walker, the fourth, to come in and have his NBA career moment on a massive stage in a massive game, that to me is bigger than any of these big guys going at it and doing what we kind of expected of them to do or slightly exceeding expectations. If you told me that Lonnie Walker, the fourth was going to have 14 points in the fourth quarter, I would have assumed the Warriors were blowing the Lakers out by 20 something points. He came in 
lit, lit it up in the a bit and showed, you know, the box score junkies who didn't really watch the game. Oh, this game was kind of close when in actuality it wasn't. If you're saying all 15 of those points really matter and they won the game because of that, to me, that signifies what I think is the best moment so far in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I you made the case, and I think you you made it very well. Um, but I think if we were in a court of law, you you could have swung a jury here. Okay, maybe not maybe not unanimously. Yes, um, not if I were in that jury, but and that's only because James Harden hit a game winner, a true game winner, multiple actually. Um, and I think to me that's the that's the peak moment. A guy that look you you want to talk about longstanding narrative. I mean, this guy, James Harden, and there's still more playoff basketball to play, series tied up at 2-2. No one believes in this guy as a playoff player. You believe in him as a playoff player? I always believe in James Harden, of course. What do you mean? He hasn't done it before. He's he's crumbled in the biggest moments. Dude, the guy's the gone. Were, when the lights he's were gone brightest, to the he's Western crumbled. Conference Finals multiple times. Like he's and not he, like And he crumbled in that game 7. Yeah, he's he, flopped, but I'm, I he, I believe in flopped. him as a player. I, I yeah, especially so, believe in him as a player after game one. No, so I, I'm not surprised in game four. I just like to me the game the game winner is the is the toughest shot in basketball. Like it's the it's the peak, the creme de la creme. It's it's the best that it gets. But I'm I'm with you. Like this is in there. This is in the mix. And I think most importantly, I want to bring up. I said throughout the year before they made that trade, before they got to the to the All Star break, there were times during the season where I was like, their third best player is Lonnie Walker, mm -hmm. especially when Russ was in his shooting woes. Lonnie Walker was a mid level exception signing for this team in the off season. You want to <laughs> you you want an example of those signings mattering? It's last night. It's a guy that makes or breaks a playoff game and potentially a series now that they're up 3-1. Now, I'm yeah. not I'm not riding out Golden State in the same way that I am the Knicks because I think psychologically what the Heat have done to the Knicks in this series, it feels like it's a little too much for them to come back from. And in the Warriors' favor, they have the championship pedigree. They have Steph Curry. They have Steve Kerr. Now, I'm not saying they're going to come back and win it. Because I don't believe that's going to happen, but I would be less surprised if they did. I, but all that to say that using your MLE, your mid-level exception signing for a guy like Lonnie Walker and him stepping up in the playoffs is an incredible story. It is a massive um, red alert to the rest of the league to not waste away those signings. I mean, you look at my own team signed Javale McGee. That guy barely even was on the court, so. It's important those players, and again, like he was, he was at times their third best player throughout the season before they made the trade for all the different pieces, and then also before Austin Reeves really stepped up to becoming a guy that is pivotal and has been pivotal in their late um, late season kind of winning streak that they went on, and also in the first and second round. Once again, Austin Reeves hit clutch buckets last night, and Lonnie Walker was incredibly effective. The Lakers were really, really effective. I think Darvin Ham deserves a lot of credit, and so does LeBron, because obviously he is coaching on the court as well. They were attacking Steph. They were attacking him defensively, and um, you know that's something that you, you definitely want to do if you're playing the Warriors in a series, and it was working. I mean, LeBron gets the late foul draw on, on Steph, right, where Steph's trying to stay in front of him. Was it a foul? Was it not? I mean, there's some contact there, but ultimately it, it, it's so tough for Steph Curry to stay in front of LeBron James, who's 
six eight and 260 pounds like what's he supposed to do kind of has mm. to foul and Lonnie Walker is athletic enough to shoot over the top of Steph to really take it to him and then on the other end you know Steph is trying his hardest I, I didn't really like the the two shots he took at the very end where he had Anthony Davis on them yeah um, but I, you know what I love though and you bring up the, the defensive you know what they've done to Steph Curry and I think it's great it's a great point and I want to say that Darvin Ham's impressed me more than any other coach so far in this this round of the playoffs, this round. And I mm-hmm. think having AD on Steph at the end was a really smart play. That's really forward thinking. You could have e- you could have easily thrown a bunch. You could have thrown Reeves, Schroeder. You could have thrown, uh, you know, you could have thrown really any of your guards at him. You could have thrown LeBron at him, but throwing AD, your best defender, at Steph Curry was it not? You- it it might have been off of a switch though. But either way, like, but he stuck with him. He that's the defensive versatility of Anthony Davis and why he's so incredible. Switch or not, because he misses the first shot, which he tries to take that you know weird floater in the mid range. Yeah, Draymond gets the board and they kick it back out to three, and AD stays with him. I, I really thought Draymond should have just gone right back up. Sure, because Schroeder was not in position, and LeBron seemed to be a little too far away to to get a contest. If if Draymond hesitates in that moment. I think LeBron has uh, the ability and the athleticism, of course, to challenge the shot. Not to say it's an automatic block, but I think if Draymond had just grabbed that offensive rebound and gone straight back up, it would have been a tie game. Um, but he they kicks back the, out. They would have the lead. Would they? Or is it one? 102 it one to 101, and they go and take some. Who takes the free throws down at the other end? It was Lonnie Walker. Takes the free throws down the other end to make it one hundred four to one hundred one. Yeah, and then uh, the look, he had space. He got the shot off. It's Steph Curry, so you you live by his hand, you die by his hand. But it was a it was great defensive play by Anthony Davis, and sure. you got to feel pretty good about that. Um, but an, but an awesome win for the Lakers and a ton of pressure on this Warriors team. Jordan Poole continuing to be a major story in these playoffs. He was a, he, he goosed. He was a goose egg. He has not been worth the money. As you've He's said, not. you've said it. So um, you said it, but you were thinking yeah. it. Yeah. You know, shout out to white chicks for being the most underrated comedy in the history of comedies. The, uh, no, he's not been worth the money at all. Um, and Reeves, you bring up, I mean, look, if you're a white guy from the Midwest, and no one's drafting you and no one's putting some stock on you, go play guard for the Lakers. <laughs> it seems to work. So it's, it <laughs> You will to rise work. to the challenge. You, you just, will you rise will. to the challenge. You will get an amazing next contract. We've seen it twice now with Caruso and presumptually Reeves getting a, a good deal. It, it will happen for you. But to me, the Lonnie Walker story, and I'll push back on your James Harden point because if James Harden hit another game winner this playoff, I wouldn't be surprised if Lonnie Walker exploded for 15 points in the fourth quarter, which led to another Lakers win once more in the playoffs. I'd be a little shocked. Okay. But like, you're not going to give love to my guy, Landry Shamit. He was, Landry Shamit was, he was scorched earth a couple nights ago. Landry Shamit. Yes. But honestly, I, we've seen Landry Shamit in the playoffs play well. So like even crazier to me is the, is the Lonnie Walker. Yeah, I mean it was it was awesome, um, and you could see by the way LeBron and AD were like all over him. They wouldn't let him go. 
Yeah, were, I saw I saw a couple funny memes that were like the two of them hugging him, and the quote was like, "We don't even know who you are, but we love you." Like, <laughs> there was like a point where I was like, "Are they gonna kiss?" Like, if there were no cameras around, like there there could have been some like bro to bro, I love you lip action, honestly, with the way LeBron was like, you know, coddling <laughs> and a, him. And a classic LeBron post game statement of like, I kept telling I kept telling Lonnie like, "Your game's gonna come, man. You got to be ready to go." I know your game is coming, of course. Just like classic, classic Braun. But uh, and Lonnie, know, like, Wa- all, imagine if Lonnie make... Walker was like, he never said anything to me. I was That'd be hilarious. That'd I be wish awesome. he did. Yeah. But you know that whether it's a direct quote that LeBron is regurgitating, like the support in the locker room is meaningful, and he knows how to how to lead a team. And Nick I think... asked me last night, like, is he the guy that you want to play with most? And I, I yeah. don't see why not. I. It, this is something interesting, and I, I want to get your take on this. I was listening to, I think Simmons put out a pod on Sunday after Willie Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Yehuda Simmons, and he was saying LeBron's like genius level basketball intellect is so apparent that in series and past and like playoff runs where he hasn't felt like he's had the proper personnel to get it done, there are moments where you can go watch. And it's almost like he, not that he's checked out, but that he, the way that he's playing and the style of play, you know, that he knows better than anyone else how a series is predetermined to end. Like in, in some of the, in some of the championship series where he's lost, um, it's kind of weird though. I know, I know the guys around me and I, I, it's not that I'm not going to try, but. What do you think about that? You think no? You think he's always just- no? I think it's kind of weird because he's been a part of a series where he was the overwhelming he was favorite three one, and but also a part of a series where he was the overwhelming favorite. Like if Dirk Nowitzki went in with that mentality, you would not have seen a ring, my friend. You wouldn't have because that team on paper paled in comparison to three Hall of Famers in their prime. I'm not saying that the Mavs didn't have Hall of Famers on their squad. Yeah, they did. Three Hall of Famers in their absolute prime. No one's playing better back. You get the MVP level LeBron James. You have a, yeah, but I don't. I, I I do think though that like I, I don't think that was necessarily Bill's point because I think that LeBron very much believed that that team could have won the title. I believe that that Heat team could have won the title. They should have. They were the better team. But yeah, I know. I my point. Sorry, your... they had the, they had the better players, right? Like yes. they weren't the better team, and that's the whole essence of why the Mavs won, I guess, is they played better team basketball. They knew who they were better. They had they had more consistency with each other and had been a group together for a long time and and yeah, and had nothing to lose also to a certain extent. I mean Dirk had a lot to lose because he talk about that highly criticized superstars. He's a, he was at the top of the list before they they won that um that fi- the the title in twenty eleven. But no, I thought it was just an interesting Interesting consideration. It was more like lauding how just genius he is and how like he uh, can yeah. see the game in, in a way that no one else can. It, maybe I think the other guys that Bill threw out were like Magic, Bird, Jordan, but in a slightly different way. But not that he didn't know the moment. He always knew the moment. And I, I think, look, all we talk about the top 25 basketball players of all time. All those guys have that that same feel, that same 
awareness and presence in those in those moments where things are the most dire and they have the ability to just kind of flow and and play their game and not um not get swallowed by the moment and and it's not just the top 25 guys lonnie walker last night he was a guy that knew the moment and he rose up to the challenge and he succeeded and mm-hmm. good for him because i i've always been a fan of his uh he's sure he's a premier athlete that's for sure um i've, I've liked him more since he's got his haircut he used to have a bad haircut he used to be on the all bad haircut team with Al- Alfred Payton. Just I, as I you, you teased the Knicks before in a, in a very emphatic way, but uh, so thinking on the Simmons point more, and I think you know maybe it's because he is in the finals alone. Think about everything he's experienced in the NBA Finals. He has been the favorite, like we just said, and blown it. He has come back from that the following year and won. He's come down from 3-2 to go back-to-back when Jesus hits that crazy shot. He's then crumbled again the following year. Prior to that, when he was with Cleveland, he had an experience where he brought a team of, you know, who to the NBA Finals. Then he does the, he has the win in the bubble. He has his Cleveland years where he loses, comes back, come, has a comeback and win. The J.R. Smith thing. He's literally— ha- Right, lived- experientially, he has seen so much more than any other player. In the Finals right alone. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about the rest of his career, just in yes. finals alone. So yeah, I mean, he's got a lot, he's got a lot of experience to draw from. So I think to Simmons's point, his IQ, yes, has to be higher because his he has the, he is the Neil deGrasse Tyson of basketball. He has PhDs in every every facet of the game. He has had he's gone to school more than any person, any player we know. Like even MJ OMG's. Six and on the Andrew's been in six finals. All and to his credit, yeah, all he knows is winning, but he has never experienced or come back from like the mental fortitude of LeBron James and what he's had to build. Right. You don't back you don't know what like, you're like they always say, you don't know what you're gonna do in the situation until you're put in that situation. Everyone's he's got a game in, plan, yeah. Yeah. Until they get punched in the mouth. Exactly. Boom. Um Boom. all right, talk okay, to me so about what, next. No, I mean I, I there's not much They're done? Done? They they feel yes or no. are they, like are they, they feel yet? yes yes I they feel like they've bowed out bowed out and they feel like I don't want to I don't want to make that it, it completely like just an active thing that the Knicks are doing because I think it is the Heat applying that pressure I think the Heat have demonstrated to me that they are ready to go they are playing. Every night, like it's their last night, Jimmy Butler is a man on a mission. Kevin Love is ready to play and wants to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals, wants to get back to the Finals. Caleb Martin has the best plus-minus of any bench player in the playoffs right now. And I know we're not in love with the plus-minus metric, but there are certain times where you can use it and look at it and say, okay, that means something. Well, he's played enough minutes at this point for it to like hold some weight. And... Brunson, RJ, and Randall all had solid games, but no one else stepped up. That was kind of you 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 said before the game on amp, like these guys have to bring it. All three of the lefties have to have great games. And they had good games. But the rest of the guys didn't step up in a way that they needed to. And I had praised this team for this for their depth in 
comparison to the Heat team. And I don't, I still don't think, like to me, I look at, I look at those two teams. I look at the Heat and I look at, and you're probably going to get mad at me because of this, the Heat and the Knicks, they are not on the same caliber of teams of any of the other teams in the playoffs. They just aren't. I'm not mad they're at not, that. I don't disagree. They're not as good. good. They're not they're as the good. Seven, they're the seven. Like, dude, the Heat are an eight. They're the seven and eight seed. They're like, if you had to re-see the playoffs. Yeah. If I was to re-see the playoffs right now, the Knicks would be the eight seed. Yep. The Heat would be the seven seed. Yeah. I would probably say. I think the Nuggets th- have to be the one. Do they, though? Do they? They might lose tonight. No, they don't have to be the one. They might lose tonight. On it, quite, quite honestly, it might be the Lakers. The Lakers might. They're getting better and better and healthier and healthier. And that was my issue with the Sixers. Like, oh, everyone's telling me it's fine in Boston, and I will go back to New York. But everything they tell me is fine in Boston. Like I was texting people, it's fine. You guys, two two. You're going back to the Garden. It's okay. No, it's not okay. Because the knock on the Sixers heading into the series is they're not healthy. Embiid's hurt. Well, guess what? As each day passes, he gets healthier and healthier. Bat more closer and closer to game speed. You saw it last game. His game three was infinitely better than his game two. Yeah. And it was game four was better than game three and better than game two. So he's getting better and better. Their team is getting better and better because of it. He's the MVP. So, oh, yeah, you know, rainbows, pina coladas, sunshine out my ass. No, like you're going back to the garden and the, against the best version of the Sixers team you've seen this far and you can't close out against them. But to the Heat and the Knicks, they are the two worst teams, but the Heat have the best player in the court. Randall, you are, if, the, if you're going into the Knicks in the offseason, which I don't, so, you know, again, there's all this pressure and there's all this media and negativity that surrounds them sometimes. I don't think there's going to be – there's people are going to call for Tibbs' head. They just are. Like, that's the way New York goes. I don't – I would love to hear your take on Coach Tibbs keeping him, you know, after I finish this little bit, keeping him, getting rid of him, so on and so forth. But in my opinion, there's there, – there, we have now hit the juncture where you have to – First of all, Grimes and IQ, nowhere to be found. You have to upgrade one of Randall or RJ. I don't know who. I don't know how. You have to upgrade one of the two, in my mind. That's where we're at right now with the Knicks. Okay. I'm going to give, again, like I've said this about a lot of different players throughout the playoffs. I'm not. IQ and Grimes... You can be disappointed in them, but they are both very young. They have a they have a lot of room for growth. Both those guys can get better, and I think yeah, they will. and I think but, they will. But IQ almost won six man of the year. If you're almost if you're almost an award level player, there should be I don't care your age. There should be a level of pressure for you. Well, to hold on though, because because Montrez Harrell won, won six man of the year, and Dennis Schrader won six almost won six man of the year. Like those two guys. Schroeder's like a complimentary piece to this Lakers team. If if he doesn't have 12 points in a night, like the Lakers can still win. Montrose Harrell's not even, is even on, he's on a team. He was like, he's bounced around after he won that award. He's bounced around on multiple different teams. The guy was, could not play any defense. So that's well, why my, he never. I don't know why, why is he a good, he's the bad example. 
Like well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I mean, just because one year in an award, right? But Brogdon, like, part of the reason why Quickly was considered for that award is because when Brunson went down, he had to step up and he played really, really well in that starting position. Which then you get into the conversation of like, okay, well then he wasn't coming off the bench, but he was instrumental in getting to the getting the Knicks where they got in the regular season from a record standpoint. Which I understand, like, he played really, really good basketball this season. He stepped up. He had. That iconic, in my mind, the the forty plus game that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who they played in that game, but he was he was crucial in the stretch in the regular season. Um, he's not the same player as Malcolm Brogdon. No, but he's being considered for this. And I do want to say to your point, I don't think, or one of the things you touched on there, I don't think like I hate that the Six Man of the Year award is an award. Okay, he has to be coming off the bench every single game. Like I get it, it's like the six man not in the rotation. But part of that is filling in for the starters. And yeah. I think that I I think that should. Count I, I don't think there's it. anything wrong with with him getting considered for it and being in the top three. But not at all. I just I don't knowing how the city of New York sometimes can kind of like villainize some of their players depending on how they're playing, especially in the playoffs. Um, I just asking. I'm just asking that they give Grimes and quickly a little bit of grace, okay, and a little bit of time to get better. Okay, that's fine. I think one of them is going to get shipped, but probably Grimes. So let me ask you this. Tibbs, keep or go if they lose game five? I, what, who are your options of who's going to come in immediately and be a better head coach for you? Nurse, bud. Those are, are those better options it, in your eyes? I don't know. Nurses, yes. Bud, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. Okay. What? Okay, it's fine. I mean, I also, he's you got have a to, title, you have to dude. Consider this, though. Van Gundy. T- consider, consider this. Tibbs is very much a type of guy whose identity, his own personal identity, then kind of emanates across the rest of the team. I don't think Bud's not the same way. At least the way that he has coached teams, it, it, it doesn't feel like he has the same kind of fingerprint on a team that Tibbs has had in Chicago, in New York now. And I worry that if they shake things up and Tibbs is out the door, we might be looking at a completely new like version of this team and how as, as to how they play the game, how they attack defensively. Because obviously that's that's always Tibbs' his focus. He's a defensive-minded coach. He, he looks for high effort from his guys. He looks for high energy. He's not very concerned with offensive efficiency. And I don't know. I just, it would be something that they would have to, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that they couldn't do it. I just think it's a, it's an added element that then this team in the offseason would kind of have to reshape, you know, how they're actually playing um, basketball on the court. Potentially, potentially. Nurse is okay. going to have them, nurse is going to so have them playing have in a different that. way. Yeah, but you may have to do that because, look, this team at the the Bucks thing is a fluke, and regardless of whether the Bucks are here or not, it's looking like it's going to be the same result as people anticipated when if they were here. They're going to get gentlemen sweep by the Heat. They are the Heat are a better team than the Knicks. Now, if you were New they're York, better, they're better coached and they have the best player. See ya. You have to reshape because this team can't get it done. So 
you either move on, you either upgrade RJ or you go get a coach that's going to get something different out of him because Tibbs and RJ, this isn't working. T RJ is not hitting his ceiling under Tibbs, it's just not happening. So either you go, okay, I need a better running mate with Jalen Brunson and I use RJ picks and Grimes and go get that. I don't know who that is. Yeah. The market's not great. I would say it's not. So we talked, we talked about PG right PG. yesterday, but that's tough because the Clippers gotta, aren't going to do that. Yeah. You got to pry him out smart. of LA. He doesn't want to leave LA. No, your best bet is okay. Ironically going to Toronto and getting Siakam. Siakam, I said at the beginning of the Can year they should have do... Siakam and Randall on the same team, though. You're gonna probably have to move both guys, to be frank. But I would rather have Siakam than Randall, and so would you, and you know that. And I would rather. Yeah. I said at the beginning of the year that Nick should trade RJ for DeRozan, and people thought I was crazy. And I think that's now proven at this point that I was right. Yeah. No, I I think. With DeMar DeRozan, they might be going to the Eastern Conference Finals. With this team, they are not. I, th I yeah, I, th I think you're spot on with that. I think um, they could go, they could go to the way the way things have shaken out for them, right? They could go to the finals with Demar Derozan. Maybe, maybe, but they don't have him. I do yeah. want to. I want to read the quote. I I appreciate that you kind of like. You added the perspective behind trade Randall, trade RJ, that there needs to be. Where I think a lot of people, even in like right after the game and this morning, are just reactionarily being like, Randall doesn't want to be there. He doesn't know how to compete. You got to trade him. Like it's not, it's not about that. It's not about that. I it's do want to, I want to, I want to read the quote. Um, they asked him, Julius, you guys haven't, haven't been able to get the amount of offensive rebounds, loose balls that you were in the Cleveland series. Just what have they done to kind of beat you at your own game? Almost interestingly phrased question there. And Julia said, maybe they want it more. I don't know. That's been who we are all year. And we've got to find a way to step up and make those plays. If we want to keep this season alive. What do you think about that? Cause, cause you know, Knicks fans, he's catching a lot of heat for that. He's catching I'm a sure. lot. Of it's, oh yeah. They, they, maybe they want it. Part of me is like, you know, when a player says that, like they are, that's just feeding into the media and being like, that's the narrative you're creating about me anyway, that they want it more. And it's the most arbitrary, like want it more, like want it more. Dude, this guy is a two-time NBA all-star. He has gone to the March Madness final. This guy is, he's won at a crazy level. He's competed at a crazy level. He's dealt with the New York media. He's played high level basketball. He's come back for them after an injury. He's come back hurt and played for them. This guy wants it. Yeah. I think that, I think it's okay, just like, I, it's I him know, like BSing. I know, I know I everybody want, wants whatever. it, but does anybody want it more than Jimmy Butler? I don't know how you can measure that stat though, dude. I don't. Like, how can you measure. No, like, no, no. I'm like, completely being okay. swayed by the fact that his team is winning, that in game two where he didn't play, he's waving it at the garden at the Knicks fans because he is excited about playing game three. I mean, when you want to talk about manipulating the media, the guy is absolutely doing it. He's got them. It's a yo-yo. The media is a yo-yo to this guy. 
And guess what? He's backing it up with great play. Ultimately, what it comes down to is can you back it up with great play? Luca, last year against the Suns, he said everybody, everybody acts tough when they're up. And then guess what? He came back and he won. And he's absolutely right. It's one of his best media moments as a young player that I point to because he's he's incredibly, incredibly true. We, you know, we hop on the mic, and I think this is why I was giving you credit for talking about Randall and that and the roster. And of course, they have not gotten bounced yet. They haven't. They haven't lost yet. They, they still. I mean, if they win the whole, if they come back and go from down three one and beat them, this is a completely different tune. We're all singing. Oh yeah, and let him eat cake, all all of us. But but it's not gonna happen. But <laughs> I just I would be I, I would be incredibly surprised if it happened. Um, and at this point, I I am in uh, in the position where, as a basketball fan who is not a fan of either of these teams, that I want to see the Heat advance because I want to see Jimmy Butler in the next round. Sure, but I will say this: all I know is is in my mind. I look at this series and I look at if I'm the Knicks, I go, we just have to win one in Miami. If I'm the if I am on the New York Knicks, I go, we just have to win one game in Miami. Because there is no way on God's green earth they are coming into Madison Square Garden and and, and taking us out. I don't I don't I don't know if that's true. That's my mentality. Move. I'm not saying it's true sure, or false. I'm sure. saying that's my mentality. But I love no your way point. I loved your broader point about the garden, where it brings the best out of the other guys too. It's a little bit different than a typical home, home court advantage. Like Jimmy Butler's balling out at the garden. He's going to. Everybody, it's different than it's different than crypto. It's different. Like oh, like crypto. Like people want to think it has the same allure. It doesn't. The Lakers always play better than the other teammates. The like it, you said, Stinky said your brother, your, your buddy said how crazy it was last night. I'm not saying the garden doesn't get like that, but the garden is the most famous place to play in the United States. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that rivals it is Yankee Stadium. But I would say the Yankee Stadium, like crypto, is in the realm of like their home, their team owns that. Uh, so many other players for, have owned the garden before that it's 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 the people's. Yeah. The 48-minute show, another show on Believe, Bruce Bernstein was at the game last night, and he emailed me this morning and said the crypt was rocking, which I – that's what he called it, the crypt, the crypto center. Uh, it's kind of cool. Lakers game that is. Yeah, I, I actually uh, like the nickname for it. Let's um. Couple quick points. Yep. Just give me your, you give me your takes. Celtics Sixers, who wins? Who needs it more? Real quick. Suns Nuggets, who wins? Who needs it more? Um, I think the the Suns. That, well, I mean, Jokic. This is a legacy defining series for him. Um. And so I think he needs it more. But as far as like just looking at this series in a vacuum, the Suns need this one. They need this one on the road because that'll put them in a really good position. You don't want to you don't want to lose one more, then win one, and then head back to to Denver for the final game seven on the Tough. road. Um, the Celtics need this one desperately. Yep, I'm in agreement. Who do you think wins though? I believe that the Celtics are going to win, and I think that the Suns are going to win. I'm Celtics Nuggets, but I wouldn't be surprised with the Suns, yeah. of course. Taking, we're taking shots in the dark here. All right. Peel, peeling avocados in the dark, like Ralphie Malone. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> this is it's classic Israeli diss. Um, the, okay. Messi, Saudi Arabia, you had thoughts. I'm like, what? I don't, I'm, I'm like, I am in the dark. 
you know, throwing oranges at the ceiling in this one. I have no, I just like, who cares? Like why, like why is he even doing this? Well, I mean, it's the same like reasoning and rationale of Ronaldo going to play in, um, in Saudi Arabia to, to make a boatload of money. He made so much money. And at this point, I, I feel like Messi has done all that he's needed to do, and he probably wants to play in one more international World Cup. And it's kind of just like the club games up until then, who really cares? Um, Does he want to play another World Cup, though? Yeah, why not? Dude, he just I don't did. know. I, just, I could just feel that that would be the thing that he has the most loyalty to. The only thing I wanted to touch on was just like, Jorge Messi is denying rumors via Instagram saying there's like nothing signed or verbally agreed with any club. And um, yeah, like Leo Messi is, uh, he's 35 years old. I don't like, does Jorge Messi need to be making statements about his 35 year old son at this point? Yeah. But the parents been one of the, who is, always involved who, in soccer, who has been know. one of the most famous, he it might be the most famous football soccer player of all time. Like what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Think, okay. There's no, there's no basketball mom, basketball dad, baseball dad, but it's soccer mom. Don't worry. Messi's a soccer mom. That's what he's like. He, you know, that's what it is. Like he's involved or he's involved and he, he's been involved since day one. He put the ball on his feet and he's made sure it's never left. Okay. Well then Honda better hit Jorge Messi up and do a promo, a little commercial spot with him driving one of their minivans. Cause I think that's an awesome opportunity there. I don't think these guys have driven a car in God knows how long. No, maybe not. Oh, speaking of not driving cars. Oh, quickly, yeah. Well, I want to taking... play a game at the end of this, but yeah. So let's okay, do, we'll, let's... We'll, do, we'll do this real quick. So um, group text with all of our buddies. I don't know how someone figured this out. It's actually kind of complicated on the app, but you can look and see your Uber ride ratings. Yeah. And it gives a breakdown. It gives you your, your overall rating. And it gives you a breakdown of how many people, how many rides that you've taken where drivers have given you as a passenger, a five-star, a four-star, a three-star, a two-star, and a one-star. Um, we can take screenshots on our phone and put these up so that people can see them as we're talking about them. But Josh, mm. you're typically a Lyft guy, but you have rid, ridden, I don't know. Road. Road. You have, <laughs> you, you have been in Ubers, uh, when, when did you start? When did you get Uber? Do you remember the first time you got it? Probably college. Okay. But you just prefer Lyft, and that's always been what you've leaned into. And so it's what you know at this point. Yeah. I'm trying to see on Lyft if I could find this. They don't have where you can see your things, I don't think. But you have almost have about 100 rides on Uber, right? It's not like 12. It's a decent no. sample size. No, I, yeah, it's a decent sample size for sure. Okay, so, so, so expose, expose yourself here. Absolutely. I have, what's your average rating? I have an, I have 84 rides. Okay. Out of 84 rides, I've received 72 five stars. There were okay. seven men or women who felt compelled to give me four stars. Two men or women. Two drivers felt compelled to give me three. Two felt compelled to give me a two. And somebody, maybe, you know, the old throw up, whatever, in the in the back of the car. 
uh, someone felt compelled to give me a one star. So I have one one star. My average rating is a 4.75. Can I pose this at you? That maybe no. the one star was someone that you you told them that your uncle was smash mouth. And at the end, you admitted that that wasn't the truth. And they felt no, duped. No, because I don't and pull that. Wronged. I pull a different thing in cars. You sing. You do the Counting Crows thing? Is it Counting Crows? Who is no, it? close. Uh, not close, but it's, um. Uh, oh my God, what the... Uh, DNCE? No, 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 not DNCE. It's Walk the Moon. Jesus. You say you're the lead singer of Walk the Moon. Yes. And you play, you have them play the song. Shut up and dance with me. I get in like all sloppy in the morning and like, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, and they fall for it every time. Like it it doesn't miss. So I'm going to, I, if I give, given the opportunity, I try for it. Okay, I will go through my ratings real quick. I have an average. I have 500 total rides. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, I have 479 five stars. It's pretty good, honestly. It's impressive. 11 four stars, three three stars, four two stars, and three one stars. Average rating of 4.92, which of all of our buddies, I think was the highest average rating. So happy about that. I do want to three just, one stars is in that's okay. So I so one of our buddies said it's actually more disrespectful to get a two or a three star because it means that someone actually put the thought through as to it why is true. Yeah, it's, you weren't it's, getting it's two and the three a four or five because like, a one star I could very mm-hmm. much see like some people it's like Yelp reviews right where if they just didn't have a good experience they're like eh it's a one star you're either a, a five thing too you're either a five star or you're a one star and that's it and i don't go any anywhere in between people make mm-hmm. that kind of executive decisions when there's five star rating systems but the two star and the three star it's like they really didn't they didn't really like they they really didn't like that i came into the car and i didn't want to say anything or they really didn't like that i came into the car and i think some of this is like if i ubered like my apartment's really close to the airport Mm. You think some people get upset that it's not a far enough drive? I don't know. There could be. Yeah, there's there's no way I've been that bad in a car that I've warned this. What we're getting at, one of our buddies has 19 one stars. Yeah, that's bad. One of our buddies has 19 one star ratings on Uber. He should be he should get like a suspension. A little slap on the wrist. What? How many? How many texts? How many technicals before you receive your suspension in the NBA? I think it's 16. This guy should be suspended. He should be suspended from Uber for a week. I don't no mind Uber, it. No Uber for a month. No Uber for you for a month, bro. Yeah. No Uber for you, bro. So, uh, yeah. Treat your treat your ride share drivers well. Make sure you're thankful and thoughtful of them. Because obviously, that's a that is a tough job. Tough, it's, yeah, exactly. I always, as I've gotten older, thankfully, I've become more. More, I was telling our buddy Nick, uh, and who's shout out to him, uh, not here this morning on doing the Lord's work. I told Nick though last night, I go, our worst day is someone else's best, and so you have to always be cognizant of people in the service industry, and you know, helping helping us get what we want, do what we want, get to places safely. So. Uh, it, yeah. So definitely yeah. shout out to them. Okay, let's play a game. You Nick, you had you had some great games yesterday. Nikki Storage so, Unit Crider. 
<laughs> you had some great games. Okay, you have 30 seconds on the clock. This is a name game. 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. Okay. And we're we're doing this a la video on our telephones as well. No, I don't think we need to because I think we look good. We, this, the, it looks good. I think we could cut it from this. Yeah. Well, Thoughts? I'm wearing this cool laid hat. So, yeah, let's let's do it. Thank okay, you, 30, Thank you, Lamar and God James. The 30 seconds on the clock. Yep. Okay, you're going to name any athlete with the name Robinson. Three, two, one, go. Glenn Robinson? Glenn Robinson Jr. Glenn Robinson the third? Thomas Robinson? Clifford Robinson? Robinson Cano? I, I knew you'd get that one. Um Oscar, oh shoot, that's Robertson. That doesn't count. Um, five. Oh, I feel like I've hit a real, I've hit, hit a real roadblock here. Five, not bad. That was thirty not, seconds. That was thirty seconds, not bad. Some notable ones in my mind. Yeah. Uh, Allen Robinson, David Robinson, Denard Robinson, Bijan Robinson. Eesh. The. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I threw my, okay, so, so you got the Robinson Roberts, Cano though. The Robinson Cano was that's good. the most important one. That's the most important one. Um, Denard is is Rob. Now I'm now I'm confused on Robinsons and Robertsons. Denard Robinson, Robinson, James Robinson, yeah. Nate Robinson. It's tough. Nate Rob, Nate Rob's a bad one. There was a oh, oh you know who is pretty important to history. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> All yeah. right. Okay. Now you know how I, I felt a little under the gun yesterday with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Why it's Oh, that it, one's le- that one's that one's if you know the guy, you know the guy. If you don't know him, you don't know. Yeah, this is a little but it's tough on the spot. I give you credit. Five is good. I started Five. with good momentum and then I just hit a wall. You went with both Glenn Robinsons off the bat. I was like, you, then you hit me with Clifford and Thomas Robinson. I was like, oh man. I mean, I was in a hoops. I was in a hoops mindset for sure. You were in a hoops mindset. I and I was there... not, I, what I needed was I needed one connector to football to get me rolling on that train. And I just. Football is tougher. I felt you could baseball is like Brooks, Robinson, Cano, Jackie Robinson, Frank Robinson. I just haven't thought of. I haven't had much thought space for Allen Robinson lately. And I'm going to be honest about that. That's fine. James he, Robinson is a weirder one because it's like, go Patriots, baby. Is that who he's on now? Yeah. The I real, like you're real, the I, real miss for you. I would say you've three misses. Your top three misses are in my mind. Bijan, for you. Bijan's, Bijan's one, David Robinson, two, Jackie Robinson, three. Yeah, I, I agree. Those. Yeah. You got Clifford though. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Cliff is he's, great. Uh, yeah, is he, has he passed? Is that he's, he's he did the, he passed he, he passed in twenty twenty so he's in the Jimmy Carter territory. Yeah, I remember pe- people were really it was one Legend. of my favorite players when I was younger. Yeah, I was cut up about that. Yeah, so I'm glad yeah. I I'm glad I gave the shout out to him. I'm glad I gave the shout out to Glenn Robinson the third. Yeah, he was a, he a favorite of mine on the Michigan team. Yeah, he was. All right, well, good stuff, good show. 
we'll get that cut up. You'll see it on socials, people. Um, I'm sure after this one, I will be receiving a hard game tomorrow. So goes around comes around oh maybe maybe i thought you did well honestly i thought you were gonna give me jones and i was ready to go i was ready yeah that's i hit nit what i hit nick i because i was nick and i were talking about this yesterday you know and what i hit him with i hit him with andrew just the first name yeah wow who are some of the notables notable andrews luck McCutcheon, Andrew Jones. Uh, there's a pitcher in the Phillies, Andrew Le- Painter. Did he give? Did he get Leclerc? No. Yeah. So does Andrew? Jo- well, Andrew Jones is different spelling. Andrew. Is it, well, it's an Andrew, so it counts. Does Mark Andrews counts count? I let it count. Yeah. It's what a- about Drew Stanton? Does that count? Drews count. But not like JD Drew, because that's his last name. Not yeah. It's not JD he's, he's just straight up Drew. Yeah. Yeah. What about cool. Andres? Does Andres count for Andrew? No. Okay, so Galarraga doesn't count. No, 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 no. No, it doesn't count. But that Andrew was tough. Robinson is yeah. Andrew you Nemhard. You, yeah, you would have been good for it. There's there's, there's no Andrew's other. Andrew's a hard Andrew's a hard one. Andrew, a- Andy Pettit. Yeah, but he's an Andy. Yeah, that's true. He might not. You can't. You. I don't think you can stretch with these games that that we are going to continue to play. I don't think mm. you can. It only counts if it's their name that they go by. Yeah. Is there that's another fair. guy that's got a Robinson as his first name? Robinson Chirinos, the catcher. Mm. Cool. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Another Michigan guy. All right. Five. 30 seconds is tough. We'll see you guys next time. Demarcus Uh, Robinson. Yeah. Receiver. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Peace. All right. Everybody. Hug them horns. Hit your free throws. Because they're free. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.